Hi, I'm Brianna Guntz, and this is Music Wave. With me today, I have Justin Blanner. Justin is from Indiana and is part of Indiana's very own band called Paul Stretch. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Jumping right in, I know you have over 10 years of playing experience. How did you get started? It's a good question. Well, no, I mean, I started playing guitar when I was like eight. I think I just started getting into my parents' CD collection and just something I really wanted to do. You know, I had like a little acoustic guitar for like kids and I started messing around with it and convinced my parents to get me an electric guitar. It's pretty um, slippery slope from there, you know. I just kind of found some other kids who were also, you know, starting to learn to play and just never really looked back after that. When was your first performance? I think I was probably a freshman in high school, maybe like the summer going into freshman year of high school. I played at mini golf and arcade Beninari's, which is not there anymore, but they used to have local kids or, you know, like high school bands could play in their back room. And so I don't really remember how it happened, but someone asked us to play. Me and my friends that had a band in middle school and high school got asked to play there. And so, that was our big debut. That's so exciting. So if you kind of started performing in high school, I know you have done an assortment of projects with probably your biggest one being Paul Stretch. Can you tell me a little bit about those other projects? So when I was in high school, I played in a band with my friends. At, well, I think we actually started playing together in like seventh grade. It was, I don't know how to describe it really. It was kind of just us trying to figure out how being in a band works, you know? Um, so we did a lot of messing around, trying to figure out like what we wanted to be. And I guess it went through a lot of changes, you know, at certain points we were just playing you know, Grateful Dead songs and stuff that we all knew. And then later on, we were, I don't know, angry about something, I guess, and that we should be like a punk band. And so we were doing that kind of stuff. And then we kind of mellowed out. And it was just kind of about, I don't know, trying to find a voice or something. But that, that band was called Dirty Jerry. Um, and I was in that band, like I said, from the time I was in seventh grade. So when I was like 12 or 13, all the way through high school, and then even a little bit after high school, and I think we like put out an album to kind of like tie a bow on the whole thing sometime within the year after we graduated from high school. And I had some other friends that I didn't go to school with, but I knew from School of Rock. And we, I think the way that that playing with them started was we had a uh, summer where we kind of just would play on street corners and things like that and try to make a little money. And I think we would were surprised by how much money we could make doing that. So we did a lot and eventually started playing like real shows and stuff like that. And 
that band was called Nanook and the Weightlifters. And I was in that band through all of high school. And Nick, who played drums in that band, still plays with me and Paul Stretch. So it's, in a way, kind of like a continuation. There might have been some other, like, things here and there that I did, one-off things. But those are the two, like, bands that I was really invested in, aside from Paul Stretch. That's super awesome. So if you kind of started with playing on street corners and that kind of thing, is that an instance where you decided that playing and being a musician is what you want to do? Or had you kind of always known before that? One day I got tired of playing tricks on that that was what I wanted to do was, I guess before I became really immersed in music, I played baseball and basketball. And as like a six-year-old, you know, seven-year-old kid, I wanted to be a baseball player or whatever, you know? Right. But at the same time, you know, I still like kind of dread, there's a lot of anxiety that goes with, you know, going to baseball practice and like that kind of stuff. I just was confused as to why, like, okay, I know that I enjoy playing baseball, but why do I dread it so much? So I think when I, you know, started playing music a lot and I realized like the part, there was no part of it that I didn't like, you know, and it was easy for me to talk to people and like make friends and do all the stuff that was hard for me to do when I was playing, you know, sports. It made all the things that I didn't like doing somehow like really tolerable and borderline enjoyable even. I think once I started to like be in situations like that where I was, you know, meeting new people and just doing things that I would never normally do, made me realize like, oh, that well, the reason that this is so easy is because it's what I'm supposed to do. So I know you kind of started teaching guitar lessons and that kind of thing to younger kids. Is that the kind of same channel of love for music or is that something different? They're connected for sure. I really think that every musician is like a teacher whether they you know are aware of that or not if you're making some kind of art and putting it out there people are going to like, draw their own lessons from it they're going to learn something it might be on like a really subconscious level but there is like a lesson that someone will take from your art and so i think if you're aware of that then you can sort of take like think about what is it that i actually want people to be taking away from what i'm doing so I think when I started teaching, that was just kind of a way for me to put those, you know, the things that I want other people to see, the things that have helped me get through life. You know, as a teacher, I can sort of offer those same principles to kids that might not have another way to deal with that stuff. What's your favorite part of teaching guitar lessons? I really like them, like teaching someone, someone or something. I can look back on my own growth as a musician. You know, what was I... How was I feeling when I was learning this stuff or like what was going on in my head when I was trying to learn like this song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can like see parts of myself and someone that I'm teaching. And then you can like really, that's like a pretty strong connection if you can like see yourself in someone else. It's like a, a, a unique bond. 
teaching is a part of my journey you know a part of my my musical expression is to give people the ability to you know express themselves through music so i do want to keep doing that evolved so with that kind of stuff it's a lot of like experimenting with recording and just you know okay i'll record this part and then i'll compose based off of that recording and i'll build on that and change this or do whatever until i have something that feels like it's done but also you know i like to like actually write like scores and stuff i don't do that as much when it's you know, rock or like that kind of music if it's more cerebral or instrumental i guess when i do instrumental music i'd like to just take a piece of like staff paper and a pencil and try and write something and then you know i feel really lucky to have two other musicians for roommates so if i'm writing something and i need to hear how it sounds i can just say hey can we play this and just so i can see how it sounds and then i can hear it i can go back and tweak stuff and do that over and over again so those two things i think are the like axes those are the, like two ends of the spectrum of my yep. composition process i guess with that move to chicago how did that change your music i don't know i, I mean i was the whole reason that I came here was just to like expand my horizons basically just to like I wanted to have a command over the music you know I wanted to be able to put whatever was in my head and like to be able to get that out I didn't want to have restrictions based on my ability or anything so that's why I was there I was there to improve as a writer and as a player and everything and I also was like getting really into jazz and trying to like incorporate that into my own writing and playing and I think that's like the big thing is just learning how to get anything, having like all this stuff that I was interested in and being able to put that into my own, my own voice. With growing up in Indiana, how has that impacted your music? Well, I think it definitely has for sure, because I mean, how could it not, I guess? I don't know that I realized until after I left, but I think it's a pretty cool place. I feel very connected to it in that, you know, way where you, if you ask anyone what they think of Indiana, they would probably say that it's super boring and not very pretty and kind of lame. But then, you know, if you ask someone who lives there to see through all that, there's like a lot of cool stuff going on. Right. You know? And I always like that. It's kind of unassuming, but there's a lot going on underneath. You know, it's, al it's almost like you got to be in the know to, to see what's cool about Indianapolis or wherever. And I don't know. Just that's like a part of me is there. I mean, everything about it is kind of the way that people are there. That balance of coming from a super like conservative place, but also coming from a pretty liberal family, being able to see in some kind of like unbiased or somewhat unbiased way, like look at the world from a lot of different perspectives just because I was from there. That's a really cool interpretation of Indiana. 
Did you ever feel like you couldn't do what you wanted to do in Indiana? Did Indiana feel too small? I don't know about too small, but, you know, I definitely felt that way, you know, like, especially after living here for a few years, it's like, wow, they're really, for a kid, you know, it's like, if you're not 21, really not anything to do there. You you really have to find something to do for yourself. Did find something to do. You know, I just play guitar all the time, basically. I think that's a big thing, is being somewhere like that, where you can't go play at this club or this venue because you're not old enough. So that really teaches you to like, you know, you got to make your own good time. It's a valuable skill. Did you find that it was a lot easier to grow your music career in Chicago then? Yeah, I mean, just because that's what everyone here that I, you know, I mean, I was in music school. So that's what everyone that I was around was trying to do. Right. You know, so I moved here and then within two months, I was in a new band with people that I felt like our ideals, our, our vision was pretty aligned, you know, and then we started playing shows and people seemed to enjoy what we were doing and I was having a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. just doing what I like to do, which I think when I was in high school, it was like every time I played a show, it was kind of like, okay, I have to prove that what I'm doing is not frivolous. I had to show that there's no, no reason for someone to say, okay, so when are you going to get a real job? It felt more like my duty to prove that this is this is what I'm going to do, whether it works out or not. This is just, I don't really know that I have a choice. But then, yeah, when I get to Chicago, it was kind of just, of course, this is what I'm going to do because everyone here is trying to do the same thing. It's just uh, so easy to fall into like a quote unquote scene. Are you still playing live shows? I know that with COVID, live shows were kind of hard, but since things are kind of gearing back towards normal, have you been able to play more shows? Things have started to come back a little bit. I mean, I've played like a couple jazz gigs this month. I'm really hoping that I get to play a Paul Stretch show or two before I move. Uh, which I think will most likely happen. But yeah, things are, it's like very new. I haven't seen a lot of shows. I haven't played a lot of shows, but they are in the near future. I think things are going to start really picking up steam. So. So what are you working on right now then? Well, I mean, I'm always like writing, just trying to like find something worth really perfecting or whatever. Also just been rehearsing with the band that I, the Paul Stretch band that we have right now, kind of just working on some new music or like arranging a lot of like covers and things like that. I think we're we're working on playing a Abbey Road, the Beatles album all the way through. So I think that's the big like focus right now for us is trying to put a show on where we can play that whole album. That'd be really fun. Also like arranging a lot of country songs and sort of my own style. Because I just put this album out a few months ago, two months ago or whatever. So I'm kind of trying to convince myself that I don't need to be working so hard on writing and recording stuff and I can kind of take a little break because I just spent two years working on an album. So I think I'm trying to just like focus on playing with, with a band and like remembering how that worked. 
This last album was the first album that I did in a studio with other musicians. You know, normally it's just me by myself and I play pretty much everything and I do all the artwork and mm-hmm. mix and master and do everything myself. But this is the first time I like outsourced anything really. So, I mean, I am kind of looking forward to trying to make an album again, just in like the way that I am used to where I can kind of just disappear into my own little like universe for a while. So do you prefer working by yourself? I think the way that I feel right now is that, yeah, in in a recording setting, I think I like to be sort of isolated a little bit, just kind of try and make the thing and then show people and and see what they think. And then I can take their reactions and go back by myself and try and work it with that in mind. But I know whenever I've been in the studio with other people, it's just kind of like frustrating in a way for some reason. Maybe I'm a control freak or something like that. I don't know, I just like to move kind of quickly and just try and get something out without hyper fixating on something that maybe like I disagree with. Yeah, just when I'm recording, I think it's easier for me to like kind of be like totally immersed in the process and not have to also be trying to have the like part of my brain that interacts with other people that that takes up a lot of like space (laughs) i can turn that off and then just focus on like the thing that i'm trying to do i can do a better job but if i'm you know the like collaborative part of music is super important to me but if i'm like playing live you know i'd definitely rather play with the band than play by myself you know Mm-hmm. And if I had the option of just never being in the studio and just if I wanted to record something, I could just record a live band. That would probably be ideal. It doesn't happen all the time. So when I'm recording, I just I think maybe it's just my comfort zone, you know, but I just feel a lot more effective and like I can you know, make something a little bit more true to me if I'm by myself. With your last album that you just released a few months ago, and that being in a studio, I guess, how do you feel about that album compared to other previous things you've already released? I'm happy that it was made, and I'm glad that it turned out the way that it did. And, you know, I'm grateful to all the people that helped me make it. That being said, it didn't necessarily turn out how I thought that it would. Not, that's not like a bad thing, but I think the hardest part about it was just like that I had to like let go of my own vision for it. And I had to accept the fact that like, it's not just my vision now, it's mine and all these other people's vision coming together. And that's what the album is. I had to get used to that idea. I think that it's one of my better, one of the better things that I've done. So I'm proud of it. And I'm glad that all the people who are involved with it involved with it. I couldn't have done it without them. What was the response you got to that album like? I I didn't like market it super hard or anything. I wasn't I wasn't expecting much, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. I I normally, you know, because I really was kind of just doing it like because that's what I do, you know. The people that like it seem to really like it. I think a lot of the people that have been like listening to my music for a long time now, or I mean, you know, since the beginning, or I think they like seeing how I how the music has changed, which is cool because I, you know a lot of artists might 
trying to make something different and then you know people might not like that they want this band to sound the way that they sounded in the beginning and they don't want them to change but mm-hmm. i think all the people who have liked my music for a long time like the the change or the direction that i've gone in so i'm thankful for that where can we listen to your music and all of the things you're working on um so you can always go to my band camp which has everything i've ever done i think it's just like paul-stretch.bandcamp.com or whatever streaming service you're into spotify or apple music or i don't know there's probably a bunch of other ones but you know i think i'm on most of them i think bandcamp or spotify are probably the two the two ways that i would say are the best ways to find my music It was really great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will be excited to see everything that you continue to work on. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Music Wave. For more episodes, you can go to www.whje.com or at Music Wave on Spotify. I have been your host, Brianna Guns.